So good morning, friends. Today in our practice, we'll be offering more teachings and guidance on metta, on loving kindness. As we've said, um, even though the main theme of this retreat is equanimity, we really feel the value of beginning with this foundational Brahma-vihara of metta to orient us to this sense of acceptance and friendliness and to kind of warm up the field of equanimity so it doesn't become cool or detached. So we found it helpful to begin these retreats and this practice with this um, foundation of metta. And Kamala introduced uh, the practice yesterday afternoon with what we call the easy categories. Uh, And I know many of us can have a somewhat complicated relationship to metta for self, not necessarily an easy place. But Helpful just to look at what the intention is there and in this tradition, how this practice is held. There's something really um, skillful and beautiful to learn from with this invitation to start where it's easy. Many of us feel we have to fix the problems. We have to go to where it's difficult. That's where we need to work. But this invitation to start where we can find a connection in this practice, find where the heart easily opens, and then develop the practice out of that and gradually stretch so we get to um, perhaps more and more challenging areas to extend the metta. And so that's the progression that this practice is traditionally taught skillfully goes in. Begin where it's easy. And if you ever find you're getting lost or it's too complicated, to go back to where it's easy. It's, it's just a, a different way of doing things than the way we kind of think, oh, we need to see where the problems are and work on that. Now let's find this place of ease and rest, establish ourselves there really gently, and then move from that place to where it might be more challenging. And so in the, the traditional practice of metta, as we teach it here, we go through these successive categories of beings. So in the easy category, we usually put in self, sending metta to ourselves, what we call the benefactor, someone who's been a mentor, teacher, or guide, support for us, and then the dear friend. So there, you know, and you can choose any one of those. When we talk about the easy category, you can put, pick any one of those to um, start establishing your metta. But then we move to the more difficult And so today, this morning, I'll be doing the next two categories of the neutral person and what we call the difficult person. So you can see it's it's getting more challenging. Actually, traditionally, that category of difficult used to be called the enemy. Um, Hopefully, we don't have too many enemies. We we might, but we all have difficult people in our lives. Um, And so it's really, can we open there too? Can we bring in that possibility of metta? And then this afternoon, Tara will introduce metta for all beings. So we're going rather quickly through these categories of metta. And it's not like you have to get it right, finish a category or feel you're complete in any way. The main thing we're pointing to is this intention. This intention of can the heart be open? Can there be a willingness to extend? And then we can't control what happens. We can't force metta. There's no metta on switch. Saying a phrase doesn't make it happen. 
but we can keep cultivating this intention towards kindness, towards well-being, towards well-wishing for ourselves and for others. And that's the heart of this practice. It's not what happens. That's not so much in our control. But actually refining and um, connecting with this intention over and over again really is transformational. It's what enables us to have metta be more of a default response rather than our usual reactivity or resistance or contraction. So, as I said last night, I excuse me, like to keep the practice really simple, where the main thing we're doing is just the willingness to hold whoever we're sending the metta to, ourselves or another, in our hearts and say the phrases. Whatever emotion or response might be there that will change, it will grow, it will diminish, it might be very neutral, that's all okay. We're planting the seeds, the seeds of metta and supporting the power of this intention. So I have a really low bar for what I think good metta practice is, and it's just that, holding the person at whatever distance feels okay for you and saying the phrases. And again, if it gets too complicated or dry or you're really not feeling it, find to go back to someone easy. But don't change because you think it's not working or it's not you're not feeling love or something ecstatic. It's just this simple, here I am, here you are. Can I wish you well? Can I find that space in my heart? Just to say, I hope you're doing okay. These two categories of the neutral and the difficult person, as I said, get more complicated. In the neutral person, we're moving from those we know and care about ourselves and friend, benefactor, to the sort of unknown person. And in a way, this is the doorway of turning to metta for all beings because we realize the number of people we know and care about is relatively small compared to all the people we don't know. And so choosing someone who you don't have, know much about, you don't have much feeling, don't know their story, may, might not even know their name, and seeing, can I actually turn to this person without the sense of connection? without the bit background in history, and wish them well. For some people, it, it can be the actually easiest category, because there isn't a history, there isn't a complication in the relationship. So that could happen. For some people, it takes a little while to warm up that connection and actually just feel into how you can relate to this person. As I'm speaking, you might be kind of auditioning people for who you could put in this category. We often suggest someone you meet regularly but you don't know much about in a, in, in a store, the dry cleaners, the library, the post office. It could be someone here on the retreat who you've noticed but you don't know who they are. It's often helpful to do someone who's here because you, you can have an image of them, you see, you're seeing them here perhaps in the room, um, and you can invite that sense of connection. So we just choose someone who we feel relatively neutral about. The challenge is, and you probably see it already in your mind, how quickly the mind, I think I said this last night, goes to like or doesn't like. From very little information, just a kind of uh, almost conditioned response to that person. Just seeing that is interesting. How, how the mind makes those d 
decisions and choices, how, you know, through habit and patterning, we, we have that response to people. So you don't have to find someone who's like totally neutral. It's actually really hard to find someone we're totally neutral about because the mind does do that. But someone who's basically neutral and if there's a choice, someone who the neutral tends to okayness or positivity rather than challenge because we'll get into that with the difficult person. So we just choose someone um, and then I'll, I'll guide you in the practice um, when we go into it. But just wanted to say a little bit about making that choice and bringing this person in. And this person kind of stands for all beings, all the people we don't know. But we do know about this person, that they've had a lifetime of experiences, of loves and losses, heartbreaks and joys. They've had family, parents, and you know, possibly other... <sighs> siblings or children, you know, we don't know, but we can imagine that just like us, they've had this history of experiences, some pleasant, some unpleasant, and that they want to be happy. We know that about them. And then in this category of the difficult person, again, the instruction as we um, start this practice up, each time very pretty much, not to choose the most difficult person in our lives. can often, again, be tempting. Oh, I really need to work on this relationship. If I could come out of this, rela- this retreat and that relationship would be fixed, wouldn't that be great? And that's not so much what this practice is about. It really is the transformation of our own hearts. We're not trying to fix a relationship or fix someone else. We certainly can't do that, fix someone else. It's hard enough to work on ourselves. But we're really taking this time to see, can my heart open a little bit to this place where it's closed? So it could be someone, you could choose someone who's a friend, but you maybe had a difficult conversation. Or they irritate you in some way, or they let you down, they didn't, didn't call when you needed them to be there, or they were, they're always late when you make an appointment with them. So it doesn't have to be uh, very difficult. It's amazing how even just a little bit of difficulty can make the heart close. So our practice is just to see, can it open a little? Can I acknowledge that even with this difficulty between us, I still see your humanity? I still see you know, that you're a human being with a whole range of manifestations to, of beautiful qualities and difficult qualities, and that you want to be happy, whatever actions you've taken, whatever, whatever this person does, underneath it is their own wish to be happy, trying to take care of themselves in whatever way they do, even though to us it might be challenging or, or seem not skillful. So we feel in a little bit. And again, if it seems too complicated, if the heart really closes down, find to choose someone else, someone less difficult, or go back to one of the easier categories. So there's a lot of um, skillfulness we need to bring into this. And this is all part of the learning of the metta practice, is, is how to navigate that. Not to have an agenda or an ideal about metta, as Ajahn Sumedho talked about in that quote I read last night but really to be very present and see what's true for you and what would support your heart opening here. That's the question. Coming back again and again to this intention to wish well and how profound that can be. Because, as I said, ultimately, it's not about 
changing anyone's life or fixing any relationships, making someone a different person, making ourselves a different person. It's really the capacity we have here and now to accept ourselves and others as they are and wish well. Find that thread of connection of their sh- our shared humanity, this universal wish that all beings have to be happy and not to suffer and see if we can just keep coming back to that as simply as we can. So let's begin the formal practice of metta. Always like to encourage, it's said traditionally, to sit comfortably. It's really hard for the heart to be open and receptive if the body is tight or creaking. So if you need to change your posture now or during the the meditation, that's fine. And then just beginning as we do in any practice in sensing the body sitting here. As I said last night, even though the practice is a lot about this repetition of phrases, we want to keep it body-based, this resonance with what's the felt sense here. So just sitting, feeling into your body, the sensations of the body, sensations of warmth or coolness, pressure and lightness, vibration and tingling. This direct knowing of the body. So not your image of the body or agenda about the body, but just how it is. Might include that there are places of contraction strong sensation in the body. Again, as best we can, if there can be a softening or a relaxation about that, can invite that with a breath, with an acceptance or a relaxation. But ultimately, this is the body that we have right now. Bringing kindness and acceptance to this experience. And then I find it helpful also to connect in with the breath. This force of life in the body moves in and out. In our mindfulness meditation, we often offer the um, suggestion to connect with the breath in whatever way is easy. But in metta, I find it helpful to connect in with the breath in the center of the chest, because that's the heart center. We often think of it as the seat of the emotions. So if that's easy for you, just letting your attention rest there and noticing the movement of the breath. Having that attention resting there can be a way to keep the practice grounded in the body, this life of the body, 
rather than just getting lost in phrases, doing the phrases kind of automatically. So keep coming back to this place, the center of the chest, gentle movement of the breath there. Perhaps there's a sense of warmth. Perhaps you even feel the heart beating. They can just be in the background. And you might feel emotion or affect there as well, but you don't have to. You know, as I said, keep the practice really simple. It's intention towards well-wishing. And then beginning the formal practice of metta with whichever of those easy categories works for you this morning. Could be metta for yourself, metta for a benefactor, and benefactors sometimes can be non-human. They can be a pet that really gives us unconditional love, cat or a bird or a dog or a horse, a grandchild. or a dear friend, just whenever you, someone who you really feel that the power of, of well-wishing for this person. For yourself, it's the healing quality of wishing well. For the friend or benefactor, your heart just easily opens. You have that warmth of connection. So we begin there where it's easy. So bring this person to mind if it's yourself, Perhaps a felt sense of yourself sitting here or some image of yourself where you feel a sense of well-being out in nature or at home in your garden or doing some activity that you love. So you connect in with yourself. And the same with the friend or benefactor. Seeing if you can get some felt sense of them. Visual image or the sound of their voice their smile, their eyes twinkling as they, as you bring them into your field. So choose one of these categories and begin to wish well. <coughs> May you be safe and protected from harm. May you be happy, peaceful, May you be healthy in body and mind. May you have ease in your life, ease of well-being. Some variation of these phrases, offering gently over and over. One technique I like to use is to actually offer the phrase on the out-breath. So as I breathe in, I'm just quiet, receptive, feeling the breath, the heart center, and then offer the phrase on the out-breath. It can help to kind of steady the phrases so they don't come tumble over one another, bring some space into the practice, 
helps keep us connected to the body. So again, you can just see if that is supportive for you. Breathing in quietly on the out breath. May you be safe. In quiet, out breath. May you be happy. And so on.
And now bringing in this person, you've chosen to be your neutral person. Taking a moment to connect with them in whatever way works for you, perhaps imagining them in the place you usually see them. Or if it's someone here on the retreat, where they're sitting in the hall or where you've seen them in the dining room. If you know their name, you can use their name, but perhaps you don't. But just taking that moment to reflect on the things I said earlier, that this person has had a lifetime of joys and sorrows, hopes and fears, successes and failures, and wants to be happy. We know we share that with them. Sometimes with the neutral person, adding the phrase, just as I wish to be safe, may you be safe. Just as I wish to be happy, may you be happy, can help support that connection. So you can see what works for you to be able to send metta to the neutral person. And again, not changing or not doing it because you're not feeling much, it's very common. You know, we don't know this person, but we're cultivating the intention. So we just keep saying the phrases, holding them in our hearts, visualizing them or sensing them as best we can. Seeing if we can keep the practice somewhat steady, very simple. Again, you can always, if you find you get lost or confused, thinking mind comes in, we begin again. Just as we did at the beginning, sensing your body, feeling your breath, taking a moment to connect with this person, and then starting to gently offer the phrases of well-wishing. Beginning again is always skillful. Beginning again, again.
Lastly, bringing in the difficult person, if you feel ready or open to doing that. So this can be a place to we want to be quite careful and sensitive. As we send well wishes to the difficult person, it doesn't mean we condone any behavior that's harmful. It doesn't mean we need to bring them into our lives or be best friends with them. It's certainly a place where there can be forgiveness, but if we're not ready for that, that's okay. But we just see, can we wish well? At whatever distance we need to hold this person, it could be that they're quite far away, and that's how we feel safe or okay doing this. So it's a gentle practice. We don't have to force anything. Do what feels right for you. And if you're not ready, you can stay with the neutral person. But if you do bring in this difficult person, the same practice of sensing in that here's someone with a lifetime of joys and sorrows, with their conditioning and their fears, wanting to be happy, not wanting to suffer. And we take a few moments just to wish them well in whatever way works for us. And noticing, you know, how, how can you do that? Do you hold them so that they're quite a way away? Or do you imagine them as a small child? And what happens in the heart? Even if it contracts a little, can it still find a way to wish well? We do this practice gently, with compassion, with kindness towards ourselves.
And lastly, expanding the field of your metta so it includes not just the difficult person, but also the neutral person and whoever is in your easy categories. Just holding them in your heart, this group of people, knowing that they want to be happy, all of them, whatever your relationship to them, and wishing them well. May they be happy, safe, protected, healthy and at ease. This open-hearted well-wishing to this group of beings. And then expanding that out to everyone in the room, all here with this same wish for happiness and well-being, love and acceptance. May we all be safe and protected, happy, healthy, and have ease in our lives. And then expanding out in all directions, all beings sharing this wish. Just wishing well, radiating just as we do in the chant in all directions. This sense of kindness, of friendliness to all beings. May all beings be safe and protected. May they be happy, healthy, and at ease. So that was rather um, a quick flow through of, of these practices. It was a lot to cover in the time we had, but the intention is just to give you a taste of these different categories and how to work with them. And then the suggestion is for the remainder of today to work with these different categories in whatever way works for you can stay with the easy categories if that works or bring in the neutral or difficult. You don't have to do every category in every practice period, but really find your way in. So a a general way of working is to start where it's easy, self, benefactor or friend, spend some time there, and then perhaps bring in the neutral or the difficult person. Or you might just choose to stay with yourself or longer with the benefactor or friend. It's, it's all okay because it's all supporting the same intention. But if you ever are wondering what to do, it's always good just to simplify. Don't have to do it as quickly as I did. I was just going through to give you a sense of the different um, aspects of these practices. But keep it fairly simple. But again, the, the invitation is to continue this practice on your own over today. Um, If you want to take time just to do simple mindfulness where there's more quiet, that's fine. But there's a power to this cultivation of intention over and over again. So in the subsequent sitting periods, do the guided, uh, do the meditation somewhat like I did this morning or Kamala did yesterday. We'll have another guided metta practice at 2.30 p.m. Also to include it in the walking. So as Tara said, you can actually just do the same practice that we do sitting in the walking, where you start 
in your walking place, standing still, feeling the body just as we did here. Bring to mind the person, or to heart, to citta, the person that you're going to be sending metta to and kind of holding them with you as you walk to and fro and just saying the phrases in a steady way. When you get to the end of your path, you stop, turn around and begin again. I like to make my path as long as it takes me to say the four phrases. So I don't say them too quickly. Some people like to imagine the person at the end of their path, they're walking towards them. Perhaps they're by your side, perhaps they're in your heart, perhaps they're way in the distance. So you just experiment. This practice can be quite creative, but the, the consistency or the continuity is what's key. So in the sitting, in the walking, even in the in-between times, you can keep this practice going. It can be very simple. I just do metta for myself. I'm just saying the phrases, just keeping the words, the intention going. I don't try to add too much to it. If more comes, of course, that's fine. But it's the continuity that can really support this. So again, the invitation for today is to uh, deepen the metta practice. And then tomorrow morning, we'll turn to the equanimity practice once we've had this establishment of the Brahma-vihara of metta. So any questions this morning about this practice? Yes. Yes. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.